Good morning, class. Good morning, Brother Keith. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. God doesn't want any of us to be defeated, to be overwhelmed, overcome, victims, Make up your mind, I'm not a victim. I'm a victor. Amen. And just because something bad happened to you in times past, in distant past, or, or recently, doesn't mean you have to live in the past. Doesn't mean you have to identify as a victim. You're an overcomer. Come on, somebody say, I'm an overcomer. I'm, I'm, I'm born of God. I'm a born overcomer. And the passage there in 1 John goes on to say, this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And as we've said, faith is a choice. You, you choose, instead of dwelling on the past, instead of dwelling on what you don't have and what you don't know and what you can't do, all that'll do is lead to more darkness and more unthankfulness and more hopelessness, more darkness. But if you'll lift up your eyes... Hallelujah. Reach up to God. Draw near to Him and He will respond and He will draw near to you. And He'll begin to feed into you light and life and peace and joy. And you'll begin to really live. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is no life like life in Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Yes, he is the way, the truth and the light, and the life, and He's your life. Get your Bible, get something to make a note with, come on into the classroom with us. Let's receive more of this light in life today. Lord, all of us agree together right now as touching this, asking you for your Holy Spirit, your holy anointing, the utterance, the unction, that teaches us, reminds us, even reveals things to come, the quickening, healing, restoring, miracle-working power of your Holy Spirit, of you, our holy God. We, we ask for manifestations of this exactly the way you know we need it right now, and we, we thank you for it in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. Look, please, in Hebrews, the third chapter again, as we continue in our study that we're calling Overcoming Unbelief. It is a, a very serious danger and problem. Uh, it's a threat to you as a believer and to me. It's something we, we should be on our guard, uh, watching about, and when we see it, hear it, detect it, we should immediately go into zero tolerance resisting mode. That, uh, you know, uh, who, who heard of a believer who doesn't believe? 
<laughs> right? Well, what do believers do? I'm a believer. I have faith. And, and I live by this faith. I walk by this faith. Believers believe. In Hebrews, the third chapter, Hebrews chapter 3 and 4, uh, he talks much about this. In verse 10, he says, I was grieved with that generation, talking about the first generation of Israelites that were delivered out of Egyptian bondage. And I said, they do always err in their heart. It wasn't just that they did this once or twice. It was every time some kind of challenge came up, they went the wrong way. Instead of believing God, trusting God, listening to Him, obeying, they went the other way. They didn't trust Him. They questioned Him. They doubted Him. They wouldn't listen to Him. They wouldn't do what He said. Not just once, not just twice, but over and over. They do always err in their heart, and they have not known my ways, God says. Being a believer, being a Christian, a real Christian, is not a matter of adhering to a set of tenets of belief. It's not about an institutional religion. Faith is not a formula. Faith is living trust in a living person, in the living God. Well, it's difficult to trust someone when you don't know them. In fact, your, your trust level will be limited by how much you know somebody. And the better you know someone and the more you know about them, knowing their ways, knowing what they can do. Um, uh, somebody blessed me recently. Uh, something came up and, and somebody had told them that I had said or done something and uh, I'd said something in a message, and, and they said, you know, that I wasn't there, but that don't sound like Brother Keith. I, I don't think that's right. They were right. I didn't say it. Somebody just made it up. But they were honoring me. Can you see that? Then mm-hmm. they were saying, no, I don't think Brother Keith would say that and do that. And thank, thank the Lord in that case, they were right. But they, they weren't there. They didn't hear and know what was said but they had been around me enough that that's what they, uh, they said. Of course, uh, Phyllis, my wife and I, uh, you know, we've been together now for uh, uh, 40 plus years, you know, and um, a number of times she'll say to me now, did you say such and such? I didn't think you meant that or meant this. Well, see, she knows me. And so she's learned my thoughts and ways and values and priorities God is knowable. I said he's knowable. You can know him through his spirit, through his word, not just through ink and paper, but these are the thoughts of God. And you can actually fellowship with his spirit in his words and in prayer and praise and worship and these kind of things. And over day in, day out, month after month, year after year, you get to know him. And you don't claim to know all about him. I mean, he's God. He's big. But, but you get to know more and more about him until certain things have come up and people try to say that something's God. And you go, oh, no, uh-uh, that ain't God. <laughs> Can't be why. Because 
of what his word says and what you know of him and, and who he is and what he is. And that's what he's saying. These people, they kept choosing the wrong thing. They never got to know me. They never got to know my ways, who I am, what I want, and, and the way I do things. Well, he wanted them to go into the promised land. He wanted them to uh, enjoy all the good things he had prepared, planned for them. But he required that they do it his way, which is faith way. <laughs> right? And that's, that's a bit tough on the flesh. <laughs> you uh, you got to overcome fear. You got to overcome your lack of knowledge and and, and the fear of the unknown, and you got to be willing to turn loose of the comfortable and familiar. You got to let go of your uh, uh, binky and your blankie. <laughs> you got to get weaned, and if you're going to do some crying, go ahead and get through with it <laughs> and grow up. Amen. I said, grow up yes, and have some courage. And especially after he has shown you, answered your prayers, and come through for you, and, and demonstrated his power and his ability and his goodness and his faithfulness, time after time after time after time. They had already seen ten earth-shaking signs and wonders. At some point, sooner than later, you would hope, you'd begin to say, this God is the real thing, <laughs> right? I mean, he is, uh, <laughs> this, this is the real God here, this Jehovah God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He is the real deal. And you know, you can count on what he says. If he says something, you can absolutely trust your life on it. And that's all, that's all God was asking for. Just, I've never lied to you. So why doubt me? I've never failed to do what I said I would do. Why doubt my ability? And yet, you can if you want to. You can choose to doubt. Every time there's a need. You know, the devil is real. And he, he and his cohorts bring thoughts. They bring feelings. And he uses the same old stuff over and over and over again. And he really don't need to change because that old stuff is working pretty good. Every time, so I don't care, God could have healed you 500 times. And the next time you have some symptoms, an issue, a problem, you know what the enemy will come and say? You won't get it this time. <laughs> huh? Oh, no, it ain't going to work now. No, not now. Why? It worked the last 500 times. <laughs> Why? But see, that's the way the enemy is. And if you listen to it, you can, that's exactly what happened to them. Even though they had seen it over and over and over, what God could and would do, every time a problem came up, the enemy would say, oh, you're going to die out here. This ain't going to work. Oh, this is awful. And you know what they would say? Oh, we're going to die out here. This ain't going to work. This is awful. They're just repeating what the enemy fed them. But they erred in their heart. They went the wrong way. They could have said, look, nobody, nobody around here thought 
we would ever live as free people. And look at us. Huh? Hallelujah. Look at us. We're out here. We're free. Who do you belong to? (laughs) Ain't nobody's property except God. I belong to God. Got on new clothes too, don't you? Yeah. Look at this big ring I got from the Egyptians. (laughs) This gold chain. (laughs) And look at this wad of money I got. Look at this bag of silver. Huh? Why not remember that? Why not be thankful for that and show some respect? Like we said, uh, he got them out of Egypt, but never got Egypt out of them. And one of the things that was so ingrained in them was the fear of death. That's why they kept talking death every time something would come up. Uh, Back up to the second chapter. You're there in Hebrews 3. Back up in Hebrews 2 and verse 14. He said, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he, the Lord, also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is, the devil. That's uh, one of the reasons why Jesus had to die is because he was conquering the one who had the power of death and he did it through dying himself. And the next verse says, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. Deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. 1 John 3 talks about for this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. One translation says that he might undo what the devil had done. And, And what that enemy was able to do was through death and through the, the, the power of death, and through the fear of death. And it's, death is all around us in this planet, on, on earth. Uh, because of man's sin, and because of the curse, everything dies around us. Uh, Adam and Eve would have never died. Their bodies would have never died if they hadn't sinned. And, and all of us have done similar thing to what they did. That's why Jesus had to come, because we, we couldn't get ourselves out of that. We couldn't deliver ourselves out of that. And so even today, with the curse still on the earth, uh, the flowers die, the grass dies, the trees die, the uh, animals die, our body dies. In fact, Romans says the whole planet is groaning and travailing. Uh, it's Death is just everywhere. We're used to it. It's all we've ever known. We see something uh, given birth to, whether it's even a flower or a plant, and it's new and there's birth and it reaches its full uh, glory and blossom. And then what happens? It dies. It dries up. And, and, And that death is just in everything around us. And there is this ominous fear and dread of death over the whole population. And you cannot get free from the fear of death 
except by faith in Christ Jesus. That's the only way. You, you can ignore it and, and act like it's not there, but it's still there. You can pretend and you can try to be courageous, but, but it's there. It's there. It's there. The only way to get free from it is faith in the Master, faith in what Jesus has done in His death, burial, and resurrection and ascension. He has delivered us. Hallelujah. 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 The, the law of liberty and freedom. Hallelujah. It set us free from the law of sin and death. Somebody say, I've been set free. From the fear of death. Once you get free from the fear of death, now you're ready to live. Right? You're, now, I don't mean you get reckless and just throw your life away for no reason because our time down here is valuable, but this life is not all there is. And this is the briefest thing we will ever do. These few years down here on planet Earth, it's a blink of an eye compared to eternity. And what's happening now is people are making their choices and we're finding out who believes God and who doesn't and who loves God and will obey Him and who doesn't. And those who will are also being trained. Trained how to live and walk by faith, which is God's ways. That's how He functions Himself. That's how uh, God has always functioned by faith. He conceives, He believes, He speaks. And it's done. <laughs> That's how He has always functioned. Before there was an earth, before there were human beings, God is a faith God. He's still a faith God. He will always be a faith God. And if you're going to hang with God, you got to be a faith boy or a faith girl. Come on, you see what I'm talking about? Because that, that's, that's how he rolls, right? That, that's how he works. That's how he, he functions. And, and in order to do that, you can't be gripped with fear. You can't be paralyzed with panic. You you, you, it, it'll just freeze you. It'll immobilize you. And you see people so afraid to do anything, go anywhere, try anything new. Oh, I might, ooh, I might die. Ooh, I might die. Let me give you a flash report. You're going to die. <laughs> soon and very soon. You and your parakeet and your tree and your flower. The Lord tarries that much longer. You're all going to die. But good news, if you are a believer, Jesus has already tasted death for every man. Hallelujah. And when you breathe your last and your spirit comes out of your body like a hand out of a glove, you won't even taste death. I said you won't even taste death because the Lord has already tasted it for you. He's the one that went to the heart of the earth. He's the one that, that paid the price and endured all of that so you and I could be free. All you're looking forward to is being caught up in the glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Being whisked away uh, by, the, by an angelic escort to uh, depart and go to be with the Lord, which is far better than even being here. Amen. Can you say amen? Amen. Why am I talking about that? Because, again, 
you see that that first generation of Israelites, they never got free from that uh, dread and that fear of death. And you know that's the case because every time something came up, some problem came up and some pressure came against them, you know what came out of their mouth? We're all going to die. We're all going to die. We're all going to die out here. Fear of death. Friend, if you're watching this and and you think, well, yeah, you know what I mean? Isn't everybody afraid to die? No, I'm not. (laughs) These guys, y'all afraid to die? Huh? Do they sound convincing? You do not have to be afraid to die. We're told that some 160,000 people are going to die somewhere across the planet today. 160,000 in 24 hours. Two every, a little bit, a little bit over a second, two, two are dying. I mean, this is part of life. If you could back off from the earth and, and look, you got people being born, arrivals. You got people dying, departures. <laughs> Arrivals and departures. Every day, scores of thousands of them. We should not be shocked when somebody dies. That's not the big deal. You're going to die. The Lord tells you it's coming. But the big deal is, are you ready? Are you ready to die? And if you're ready to go, you have been delivered from the fear of death. Man, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it being free from the the fear of death. If you've never given your heart and life to the Lord, you need to do that right now. This earth's a dangerous place. You do not want to be taken out by some crime or some accident or some, you know, heart attack or something you didn't. You know know how long it takes to die? (laughs) A couple of minutes. You know? Your heart stopped beating, boom. Four or five minutes. No oxygen to the brain. <laughs> Better be finding a burial plot. You're not guaranteed a bunch of time and a bunch of days and, and to think, well, I, you know, I don't want to think about all that. Maybe when I'm old, you're assuming you're going to get old. <laughs> a lot of those, you know, thousands of people we talked about will die somewhere today. A lot of them are not old. A lot of them are young. So friend, the reason Jesus came, we just got through reading it. He took on flesh and blood and became a man. Why? So that through death, he would destroy him that had the power of death. That is the devil. And deliver us. Oh, somebody say, thank God. Deliver us. Deliver us from death and eternal death, separation from God, and deliver us from the fear of it all. Amen. Everybody said out loud, Father God, Father God, I believe in you. I believe in you. Creator of the heavens and the earth. Creator of the heavens. The Almighty God. I believe in your Son Jesus. I believe in your Son Jesus. As it's written in the Bible. As written in the Bible. That you sent him. To pay the price for all my sins and failures and mistakes that he died on the cross. 
But you've raised him from the dead. Victorious over death, over hell, over sin, over the grave, that he might deliver me from death and from the fear of death. Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. I receive everything you've done for me. I lay hold of it. Thank you for saving me and for delivering me from the fear of death. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Friend, if you did that from your heart, you have no reason to be afraid to die now. The scripture said your name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Hallelujah. When you live the rest of your life down here, live it for Him. And whether you live or whether you die, do it to the glory of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And you can actually look forward to, to being fruitful and productive in your life as long as it lasts down here. But you can even be more excited about what happens next. Amen. When you leave here, you got nothing but joy and glory to look forward to past this life because Jesus has taken care of it all. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. 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 Oh, thank God. Now, now listen, if this was new to you and this is the first time that you have done this and, and you received the Lord, tell your friends, tell your, your family, uh, and, and don't, don't be pushy about it, but just tell them what happened to you. Tell them what has changed inside of you. Tell them how real this is to you and how wonderful it is to be free from fear. Fear is so ugly. Fear is so, uh, like we said before, it's paralyzing. It's limiting. And so all these phobias that people allow to restrict them. You see, people get so afraid, they, they, they won't leave the house, they can't eat this, they can't go there, they can't do anything. Why? Oh, I might, oh, I might, I might get hurt, I might get sick, I might, I might die. You need to be led by the Spirit, but not by fear. Somebody said out loud, I'm not led by fear. I don't make decisions based on fear. I'm led by the Spirit. I live without fear. Hallelujah. I live without fear. I act without fear. Whatever the Lord directs you to do, you can do it confidently, knowing He's going to be there. Hallelujah. Knowing whatever He told you, He'll bring it to pass he will accomplish it in your life. Wow, how good it is to be free from fear. One more time, lift your hands. Say, thank you, Lord, thank you, Lord. for delivering me, for delivering me from, all fear, from all fear, from the fear of death, from fear of death and from all fears. From all fears. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you, thank you Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, my good Father, my good God. Well, our time's up again. Say it like we do. I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I am strong in faith, giving glory to God. That's it for today. 
But come back next time. There's so much more to see. See you soon back here in Faith School. I've got the victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390. 